Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Just like Steph, we are up and up and on air. Welcome to TC Live, presented all week by our friends at Tennis Point. Half-hour post-game show to get you caught up on all the latest news in the tennis world. The rain took a break from Cincinnati today, but the reigning women's champ stormed on. We will have all the highlights from a massive day three at the Western and Southern Open. Plus, find out who received wild cards to the U.S. Open this year and if defending champion Dominic Team will return to New York. With that, we bring you back into our studios here in Santa Monica. Steve Weissman, Tay-Tay, Taylor Townsend, day three, day back three. with us. Yes, this is a much better time than we had yesterday. <laughs> this is much more manageable. Yes, th- this is a lot <laughs> earlier, and I know who's going to be very fond of that, none other than Andy Roddick, who is joining us from the East Coast, the Hall of Famer over on the big wall. What's going on, Andy? Weiss mania and T squared. You cannot tell me that dreams don't come true. I am ready. <laughs> Let's go. Andy, we, we dropped a TikTok earlier tonight. It did not break the internet, but I think it may have injured it. Yeah, I'm proud. You did very <laughs> good with your two step. Thank you. <laughs> Why? Wait. What? I'm gonna prove my age here. Why'd you drop it? Did it do something to you? What? What was wrong with it? <laughs> oh, Andy. You know better than that. Okay. You know better than that. And he's safe on Skype. That's that's right. Next time I see him, we're doing one. (laughs) We we may be able to do one during the show at some point. Uh, Andy, what what did you think of Steph being able to come through against Corda there? He was probably better than that TikTok you all made. I can only imagine. (laughs) Much Um, better. Anyways, but... I thought I thought he was really good, um, you know, except for like uh, seven minutes against Riley Opelka. He's looked great over the last two weeks, kind of went toe to toe, leaned into the rallies against Seb Corder. Seb hits a heavy ball and, uh, you know, Stefanos kind of said, listen, I'm going to step in and go toe to toe with you, which Seb probably hasn't seen that much. Looked like he shook him a little bit early, made a couple of loose airs. In that first set breaker, and then it was, uh, it was a different level in the second set there. All right, we'll have those full highlights coming up later on TC Live, but we begin with the match that all eyes were on earlier today. The match of the day on the women's side. 17-year-old Coco Golf taking on Naomi Osaka for the third time. Osaka played for the first time since the Olympics, and Coco came out strong, was up a set and a break. How'd she do it, Taylor? Yeah, she came out strong. She was playing well. Really, the pressure is always on Naomi to win. She's not... What, number two in the world? Yeah, so she always has the pressure. So Coco was playing loose, was playing free. But she had a set and a break, and she wasn't able to really capitalize on it. Naomi just raised her level, was starting to take better court positioning, looking to come in a little bit, take some balls out of the air, and take time away from Coco. Yeah, had 11 aces, said it was really serve-reliant this entire match. Was able to serve well, take that second set, and then in the third set, had 14 fewer unforced errors than Coco Goff. And Andy really went at that forehand of Goff. Yeah, you see right there, that seems to kind of be the, the plan that people are starting to implement against Coco is going hard with speed 
that forehand side, and Coca's kind of fading off it a little bit. I'd like to see her develop a neutral ball where she can play it kind of high up the line, at least to change the pattern a little bit. But this was a perfect match for Naomi Osaka. Had to battle a little uh, adversity in that first set. Coco played well. Coco served amazing, but Naomi stuck around, kind of found her groove as the match went on. This is just what the doctor ordered as far as get, like getting through a first-round match for her. I feel like whenever I play her, um, it's definitely always very tough. I, I feel like, um, you know, we're really lucky to have played in front of a crowd today. And um, for there to be so many people and them to be so engaged and energetic was definitely really exciting. And I don't know, today I felt like um, the match was very serve-reliant. Um, so I'm really happy that my first serve um, didn't let me down. It didn't at all. And Andy, you said right before she cut you off there. As she was supposed to. The, the highlight was over at that point. Uh, that This was exactly what Naomi needed. How come? Yeah, I mean, listen, low on matches. There's been a lot of kind of off-the-court drama going on with Naomi the last couple of months. And so to get in there, get in the mix, feel like you're back to being a tennis player, right? You fight through a little adversity in the first set. You kind of sneak through the second set and then really find your stride. I would argue that this is better than her going out and winning a match three and two in the first round as far as her, as her prospects for the rest of this week and especially trying to get match tough in a hurry coming into the U.S. Open. Yeah, this is a great match for her to be able to get through. Coco's a tough opponent, but she tested her. They went three sets. It gave her an opportunity to get matches and get um, heavy point play. Coco's going to make you play every shot, and she's a great mover as well. So Naomi's not going to really play a lot of girls that move and cover the court the way Coco does. So I thought that was a great match, and hopefully it gives her some confidence going into the next rounds. She certainly should have some. I love how she said after, even if I lost, I would have felt like a winner. There's so much stuff going on in the world. Just waking up in the morning is a win. Mm -hmm. So a couple of wins for Naomi Osaka today. Over on the men's side, the top seed is Daniil Medvedev. This guy's won 16 of his last 18 matches, including his fourth Masters 1000 title on Sunday in Toronto. Beat Riley Opelka in the final for his third trophy of the season. The Russian won his first Masters title in Cincinnati two years ago. Playing Mackie McDonald, Andy, has never dropped a set to the American in three previous matches. That would not change. Yeah, you ever been on the interstate, Weiss Mania, where you're driving, it's like you can go 84 with no stress, no cars around, and you're on cruise control? That's kind of what Medvedev is doing right now. The fact that he's six foot six and pulling off, passing shots like this on the run, just painting lines, it, it's kind of pick your poison for Mackie. If you stay back, you're going to get drained of energy. He's going to outgrind you in those long rallies. If you come in, he's going to do what he does. He's going to move around the court like this, kind of uh, – with the confuse and conquer method. I mean, no one hits shots like that. The one that he just hit kind of over his shoulder and then to finish it off. And Mackie's going, really, is that all I have to do to win a point is hit four perfect shots? But listen, <laughs> Medvedev's on cruise control right now. This matchup wasn't going to bother him today, and uh, he looked great again. Confuse, conquer, and just cruise at, uh, let's put him up to 95 miles an hour on the freeway. How about this one? Olympic gold medalist, Sasha Zverev. He's won four Masters titles. He's never won a match, though, in Cincinnati until today, Andy, against Lloyd Harris. This shot that he just hit from a close stance back in to get height up the line and drop it in, that was, look at this, out the foot that's not supposed to be there when you're playing defense and to play it high up the line, that was a heck of a shot. That was maybe the best shot we've seen in the last couple weeks. That was insane. I was actually hoping that Zverev was going to actually wear his Olympic gold medal to go along with the Mr. T starter set that he normally has going, but... Instead, he just showed up the volleys, moving in, moving out. I thought it looked really sharp, considering he hasn't played since Tokyo. You always wonder if there's an emotional letdown, but he handled his business today. 
<laughs> Mr. T starter set. <laughs> Three chains, not two chains. Uh, Tay, when oh. you think about Sasha Zverev <laughs> and Daniil Medvedev, who, who do you like better between those two? Whose game do you like better? Man, Medvedev's game is so unorthodox. Just the way that he plays, he doesn't really play like a typical guy, right? He hits flat. Just very unorthodox strokes, has a very big backswing, which is not a lot of guys really have on the forehand side. But he's so effective and he moves so well. So I love his game and it's, it's fun to watch because it's so different. But Sasha is just very tight, very just everything goes right, honestly, mm. except the double falls. But it seems as though in 2021 he's gotten that under control. Yeah, I think that's a great point that that, that Taylor makes. It, it, Zverev is really going to be defined by his serve and the confidence level he has in it when he's trying to move through a big term. We saw at the U.S. Open final last year. The serve went in and out for two sets. It looked amazing. Then all of a sudden, he decided to throw in some doubles. And then by the end of the tiebreaker, he might as well have just kind of bit the grenade and thrown it over into the into the box. You know, it, it kind of went. It comes and goes in the same match. I've never seen it before. Whereas Medvedev, he's a lot more predictable. The serve has a lot more pop on it. I actually made the comparison last week on Tennis Channel Live. I couldn't figure out who the comparison would be for him. I actually think it's Leighton Hewitt, and you wouldn't think that because Leighton's 5'11", and Medvedev is 6'6", six six like they all are now. But they play cat and mouse. They keep the ball down. So if you're going to attack him, you cannot really attack him cross-court. you got to go lines, and it's on a ball that's most of the time below the net. So that's what's deceiving about it. it, it kind of the above-camera angle doesn't really do that much justice. That's interesting. I like that comp. Yeah. Leighton Hewitt for, for Medvedev. It's like, it's like a Hewitt plus. Yeah, Hewitt plus. It, well, it, <laughs> plus it's, six it's, inches. it's Hewitt. Yeah, it's exactly. It's Hewitt, except he serves 130. <laughs> plus. <laughs> Maybe plus. He'll, get, he'll get some more Grand Slam titles. Uh, Ash Barty, the yep. world number one. Rain forced her match back a day, taking on Heather Watson today. Barty took out the qualifier by winning 84% of her first serve points. She, she played really well today, Taylor. Yeah, I'm impressed with Ash, honestly. The, the thing that impresses me the most is that she's been able to maintain her level after not being home for five months. Mm. That's not easy for anybody, and she's been able to continue to play well, stay focused, and just play good, solid tennis. She really didn't have to do too much. She made Heather play, get, got the passing shot, got the winner. So she knew what she was doing. She knew what her game plan was, and she just went out there and executed. She did yeah. a great job breaking Heather down with the slice. That's never an easy shot. She did a great job being able to close it out in the tiebreaker. Looking forward to the next match. It's Ash Barty against the defending champ, Victoria Azarenka. That's a blockbuster round of 16 affair. Much more still to come. We'll go back to Cincy. Join Danny and Prakash. Plus, from college champions to gold ball winners, we'll tell you who's packing their bags for the Big Apple and a U.S. Open wild card. You're watching TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. You know what that music means. Don't miss daily Grand Slam coverage of the 2021 U.S. Open on Tennis Channel. Tune in each morning, a one-hour TC Live pregame show. Myself, Lindsey Davenport, John Wertheim, and more. And then, of course, encores of the best matches every night. It begins Monday, August 30th. 
Back in the studio, Steve, Tay-Tay, A-Rod. We got the show rolling right now. TC Live presented by <laughs> Tennis Boy. See, Andy, we're going to get you into TikTok. All we have to do is play back the show. We'll, we'll, we'll lay down the track, and then she'll post it on the Internet. There you go. I've, uh, I've actually been thinking about it, and uh, no. <laughs> we can break him down. We We've got a few more days we can chip to, to get him into this thing. Yeah. Uh, wild cards announced for the U.S. Open today on the women's side. Venus Williams, she told People Magazine this year is going to be the real deal at the U.S. Open. She's excited to see fans in the stands. They were cheering for her when she won the title in 2000 and 2001. And Queen V headlines this year's U.S. Open wild cards on the women's side. When you see these highlights, Tay, what goes through your mind? It's amazing. 2000, 2001, that feels like forever ago. But I'm so happy to be able to see her again another year. She's been enticing her on social media, giving us, giving the people what they want. But I'm really glad to see that Coco has been playing great. And it's great to see her um, back after being injured for a while. Katie McNally, Katie Baptiste. Katie Volinets, I don't know how to say her name. Volinets. Volinets. It's a real Nets. tennis name. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Emma Navarro, that's a good group of girls. So I'm really excited to see how they perform this year. Yeah, Emma won the NCAA title for UVA. You got Ashlyn Kruger as well, who just won the Hardcourt Nationals in San Diego. Andy, uh, what do you think of that list? I think it's great. Obviously, Venus, what, what, what Venus wants, Venus is going to get. She can have a, a wild card in the U.S. and for the rest of the time. And I like the the kind of earned and get method, right, that we're using. You, you you win NCAs, you're incentivized by a wild card. You win nationals, you're incentivized by a wild card. I like kind of winning your way in through the work, getting the job done. And uh, listen, now it's showtime. We'll see if they can play on the big stage. We've seen it on the men's side as well. Jensen Brooksby, what a summer he has had. What a, what a year, in fact. He's actually ranked inside the top 100 now, but did not make the main draw cutoff. So the 20-year-old gets a wild card. He's won three Challenger Tour titles this year. Reached his first ATP Tour final in Newport at the Hall of Fame Open. Reached the semifinals of the City Open. And he headlines this list, Andy. Who else stands out to you? Yeah, I mean, listen, Brooksby and Nakashima are top 100. If, if the cutoff would have been today, they would have gotten in on their own ranking. So, uh, you know, obviously they're going to give Escobedo another shot. They're going to give Jack Sock another shot. Uh, Ripish Fida winning uh, Kalamazoo uh, for the second time. I think he went back in 2019. Actually almost won a match at the main draw of the U.S. Open when he was, uh, I think he was 15 then. So hopefully his serves improved a little bit. Max, Mer- Max Purcell uh, rounding out the group. But uh, solid, solid look. And listen, you see a lot of people on this list and you go, oh, you know, these guys can go in and actually win matches. You know, it's not the, the ceremonial wild card where it's fun and they're, you know, they gained experiences and this is going to be fun to watch. It's, these guys can go in and play. There's a third rounder on that list somewhere. Yeah, Nakashima is a top 100 player now as well. Taylor, how about Jack Sock? I mean, this guy was ranked eight in the world. Now he's about 165. We saw him make the quarterfinals in Newport. Gets a wild card here. What do you think he can do in New York? I think he can do great. Honestly, I'm so happy to see Jack back in shape. And he's playing well. He's playing good tennis. He played well team tennis last year in July. And he looked a little bit out of form, but he really just is the type of player where he needs matches, he just needs to play, and he needs to get his feet wet and just get on the grind. And that's what he's been doing. He's played challengers, he's played all types of tournaments just to get matches, and I think he's been in a place where he's kind of humbled, like, okay, I'm not eight in the world anymore, I'm not in this place, I gotta do what I gotta do, I gotta grind, and that's where he's at. So I'm really happy to see him climbing his ranking back and, and getting back to where he deserves to be. Yeah, listen, the, 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 we all, no one questions Jack, Jack's ability ever, right? No one questions his talent. No one questions the, 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 
electricity he's able to bring to the court. Uh, his match against Rafa a couple weeks ago in Washington was was absolutely amazing. Now, is he in shape? Is he ready to go five sets? Can he do it match after match after match? That seems to be the question more often than not with Jack. Uh, I'd love to see him get out there, mix it up, win a tough five setter, come back, do it again. You know, I think everyone has wanted to see that from Jack, and hopefully he can kind of work his way back up the rankings. His first major of the year. It'll come in New York at the U.S. Open. Some great wild cards announced by the USTA today. Here's what's on tap tomorrow here on Tennis Channel. We've got Danny and Prakash leading off our day session, 11 a.m. Eastern. RSN coverage with Leaf and Jan Mike. The night session at 7 Eastern. And the three of us back for TC Live following all the play tomorrow night. When we come back, we'll check in on several more Americans in action today. Big John adding to what he did yesterday with the 13,000 aces. Don't go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Townsend Roddick, Weissman, back on TC Live. Our regional sports network featured matches tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern. Hubie Hercotch taking on Pablo Carino Busta. And then Casper Ruud, Diego Schwartzman. They played Cincy last year. Schwartzman got the win in three. Leif Shires, Jan Michael Gamble have you covered. Well, fun night match on the grandstand today. Big foe playing El Peque. Francis Tiafo trying to avenge a three-set loss to Diego Schwartzman in Barcelona this spring. And Diego is uh, playing well. This was a, a tight three-setter, Andy. Yeah, absolutely. That's a joke. He'll let you know. He's fun. I don't get the phone smile on that one. But I like to see the adjustment right here that he made. And he's upset about that call, but... He made the adjustment midway through the match and started coming in and pressing a little bit more, which I think you have to do against Schwartzman. Uh, the last couple of games, uh, Francis was pretty average. He got blown out. Uh, Schwartzman held easily. And then Fo, Big Fo, uh double faulted a couple times in that last game. He got away from a little, just a little bit of a concentration at the end of that match. Uh, as always. The big man, Opelka, uh, against uh, against our friend Casper Root, trying to prove that he's got the shots on hard court also. I just played a bunch of tennis. Big that body might not be feeling perfect as evidenced by what we're about to see here in the second set. He's like, Casper, man, why you got to be so rude? You see what I did there? Got it? All right. Picking up what you're putting down, Andy. Yeah, I've been thinking about that one all day. Anyways, on to the third set. Riley kind of took the second set off. It might have been a smart play. might have been a conserve energy, but Casper grunted him down. You can tell he's messed up. He's like, listen, I know you made the finals in Canada last week, but I won three straight going into Canada. I got some chops, too. Uh, big win for Casper Ruud over four. The big guy needs to get healthy, to get fit, needs to kind of get rested before the U.S. Open, but he should feel good. Big man John Isbis playing here for tennis along with Yannick Center. He's a pretty 
still winning in the lane and having a good week last week in, uh, in Canada. But listen, we've been sleeping on John Ince's returning ability. He's taking this for him. Under right now, like this, hacking the ball line. Spot pressure tennis uh, throughout the summer so far. And you know, John likes uh, can get the crowd into it a little bit more, maybe struggles overseas a, a, a bit more. But those last two returns he hit the break, they weren't hit like seven footer. I mean, he actually cured those and obviously. Uh, almost feels uh, like a done deal when he gets a break. Uh, almost feels like a match point if he has a break point. But John's playing great tennis right now. Not making a lot of those easy errors that sometimes sneak into his game. Sticking returns, attacking the lines, and obviously, listen, that that, that reserve is the repeater. He's, uh, what did what what Opelka say? Him and the serve bots? Well, here's the thing, Andy. Well, yes, they, they, they call themselves serve bots. And by the way, John looks like he's been lifted. I mean, he's got, like, Prakash guns out there right now. <laughs> uh, Andy, would you, would uh, you, no? No, he's just wearing tighter shirts, Steve. Mm. That's mediums. He's That's got the key. A, a, yeah, got to do that. Would you think, Andy? Uh, oh, we're going to the next highlight. All right, I want to talk Serbots with you. We're moving on. We, we don't have time to talk Serbots. How about this one? Jen Brady, Yelena Ostapenko, and uh, it was Brady that was able to take this first set, but she would have some injury troubles in this match, Taylor. Yeah, that's shocking. I mean, Jenny's not really the type of person that gets injured a whole bunch. She never really calls out the trainer or anything like that. So if she does, it's probably something serious. But Ostapenko did a good job of staying focused and being able to make Jenny play and just taking advantage of what was happening. It's unfortunate. I hate seeing this, and I'm, I'm bummed that she retired. But I'm just more concerned that she gets healthy for the U.S. Open. Yeah, absolutely. You can see that right knee is heavily taped. Her foot was also taped. So at 4-5 in that second set, Brady has to call it. And like you said, Taylor, hopefully she will be able to recover in time for the U.S. Open. You know, who's not going to be able to recover in time for the U.S. Open is Dominic Team, who is done for the rest of the year with a wrist injury. Andy, uh, what was your reaction when you saw this? Yeah, I mean, no one wants to see this, especially when you're going in to defend a Grand Slam. But Dominic Team was pretty vocal about how he was mentally fatigued earlier in the year. It seems like he's been physically fatigued, obviously, with the wrist operation. This seems like the right call if he did re-injure his wrist hitting this week. Listen, let's make a clean cut on this year. It was a bit of a disaster. Let's reset the deck. Let's get motivated again. Maybe maybe gain some perspective during the offseason, get healthy, and come into the next year strong. You know, it was a, I think it was an emotional toll that last year winning that Grand Slam during the pandemic may have taken on team. I think this is the right call if his wrist isn't right. Yeah, Dominic team has been working so hard and battling against Rafa and Djokovic trying to win a slam. He finally got over that hurdle. And it's a lot of mental and emotional pressure, especially winning a slam, but also in a pandemic when it doesn't really feel like you want a slam. So I hope that he's doing well, but I agree with Andy. It's just a good call mentally, physically, emotionally rejuvenate, get motivated, get a chance to get a chance to really just set, get the record straight, start over, clean slate. He can do it. He's an unbelievable player. I love watching him play. I love the one-handed backhand. So hopefully he's doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Needs to get 100% healthy. And he said, listen, I'm going to have a long career. I want to be back fully healthy. How about Gal Malfis? 500th career victory on the ATP Tour today. Taking out Alex Dimonor. That That's a heck of an accomplishment, Andy. Yeah, I mean, you have to be really good for a long time to get to that number. Those are those should be kind of the magic milestones that we actually celebrate 
uh, more in tennis. I think we get super hyper focused on on slams and everything else is just kind of chatter. But listen, winning 500 matches over the course of a career, hats off to Gail. Uh, he's been entertaining the entire way. Every single one of those matches he's had a show on, too. <laughs> yes, he has. All right. Rest of our tournament summary presented by Tennis Point. Simona Halep out with an injury as well as Andy Murray getting the loss. But it is, as always, give me that Wakanda forever. Are we getting it? Yeah. <laughs> Back on TC Live, take a look at these matchups. Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Daniil Medvedev, Grigor Dimitrov, Ash Barty against the defending champ Vika Azarenka, and Jesse Pagula. She has beaten Karolina Pliskova in Dubai, in Miami, in Berlin. Can she go four for four and get the win in Cincinnati? Let's head back there and check in with Danny Prakash. All right, Steve, back here at the Tennis Channel desk in Cincinnati. Pete, we've got a big, big matchup coming on Thursday between defending champion Victoria Azarenka and world number one Ash Barty. How do you see this one playing out? Thank goodness you didn't ask me to pick a winner here because I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be able to do it. Ash looked great against Heather Watson, had to fight through that second set a little bit, which I think is actually good for her, that she got some pressure reps under her. I got to see Victoria up close in her match with Ali Risk, mixed up the pace, competed really well. And listen, she's a defending champ here, made the finals of the U.S. Open. She's got to be feeling very confident on the hard courts here in America. Thursday's winners head on into the quarterfinals. We're looking forward to it, Steve. All right, thanks so much. Time for our hot shot of the day. Now, it's Alexander Bublik, Grigor Dimitrov. You would think Bublik gets the hot shot, right, Andy? Well, I was just about to say, how pissed is Bublik that he didn't have the shot today, right? That's like his, that's his lane, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Anyways, he, he wouldn't care to lose. He'd rather have the hot shot. <laughs> exactly. Right here, he's like, I'm so upset he just made that shot. I can't believe this. And he forgot to actually run for the next ball. <laughs> Not only did I lose the match, I didn't get TC Live's hot shot of the day. That's okay. That's right. And, and then he didn't get the interview with Prakash after, which he loves to do. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Right. Uh, they, they love going to the Tennis Channel desk there in Cincinnati. All right, Andy, we're going to do it again tomorrow. More Tay-Tay, more A-Rod. I got some time for Tay-Tay. I'm telling you that much right now. Let's go. <laughs> get the hashtag trending. Uh, Thursday's coverage begins 11 a.m. Eastern right here on Tennis Channel. For Andy Roddick, Taylor Townsend, our entire team, I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks so much for joining us on another edition of TC Live.